unexpected, unpredictable, and exciting. Hi, folks. Today, I have such a fun, fun guest with you. I'm really excited to introduce you all to Annie White-Brown. She joins us to talk about building an entire business, an entire lifestyle after her daughter, Tiffany, was born with some illnesses that required going back to her Jamaican roots to find ways to heal her skin, to be healthy in the house, and to kind of step away from Western medicine. And this sort of turned into this beautiful conversation about how to make new, wonderful dreams come true, even things that you didn't know you wanted to dream about as well as what it's like to be a real live entrepreneur, having a business, having products, supporting your family, all of that. It was just a very honest, fun conversation and you are going to enjoy it. So stick with us so that you can hear all about Annie, all about her journey, find out how to connect with her because you're going to want to try her candles. I promise. So much fun. One of my favorite, favorite things that we talked about is this idea um, that there is no set roadmap to be successful. You have to go your own way. You have to get out and try it. You have to fail. You have to trust your gut and you're going to fail a million times, but you will figure out what works for you. Super, super excited about that. Before we start the episode though, I would like to welcome you to the start of something really exciting. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to take control of your life and achieve the mental and emotional freedom that you have been looking for? I know it. I know you've been looking for it. And if the answer is a yes, you are in luck because my brand new masterclass series, Taming the Chaos, is exactly what you need to start living the life you deserve and the life that you are intended for. This four-part journey is interactive, action-oriented, and designed to help you unleash your true potential. We're going to unleash it. We're going to expand it. Ooh, it's exciting. This is a judgment-free zone where you can learn to love and trust yourself, even with all of your perfectly imperfect flaws. So why wait? Start living the life that you truly deserve and desire right now. Join us for these sessions. They start on June 16th, or you can catch the replays. All you have to do is sign up for the Taming the Chaos Masterclass Series. You're going to gain practical tools and strategies to prioritize your emotional well-being and confidently overcome obstacles. And here's the cherry on top. I have a special gift only for listeners of The Brave Files. That's you. Use code BRAVEFILES and receive $100 off of your registration fee. Head over to vickeryandco.com slash tamingthechaos right now to claim your spot and to start your transformation. You're listening to The Brave Files, where we share stories from people who've stepped out of fear and into bravery in every possible way. What we know for sure is that when we choose bravely on purpose, we choose bigger, we win bigger, and it's contagious. It's our hope that these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement that enriches both our lives and our communities. The Brave Files is brought to you by Vickery & Co., a success and leadership coaching firm dedicated to helping you build a life and a business that you are absolutely in love with. Vickery & Co. offers group programs, membership communities, one-on-one -on -one coaching, VIP days, corporate trainings, workshops, keynote speaking, and so much more. Visit vickeryandco.com to get all the details. 
When Annie White Brown's first daughter was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus, she turned, she meaning Annie, turned to natural remedies to help with severe skin breakouts after her daughter underwent a bunch of surgeries. See, Annie was born and raised on the beautiful island of Jamaica with her grandparents. And this is where it was normal to use herbs and oils for medicinal purposes. So when she got undesirable results from prescribed medications for her child, Annie turned to her roots for remedies. Her blends of essential oils, herbs, and natural butters were what finally provided her daughter with some relief. And then as is wont to happen in our magical universe, Annie's passion and knowledge grew and turned into an incredible brand called Natural Annie Essentials. I am so excited to learn more about this. I love Annie's energy and everything she brings out into the world. And I also really love the Natural Annie's Essentials products. So Annie, welcome to The Brave Files. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. We have <laughs> we have gone through the ringer to get to this interview. Yeah. <laughs> been a while. <laughs> we have been working on it. it was we, one got sick and then the other got sick and then the kid like it's just been crazy. But we first met, you guys are hearing this a lot. You know, wherever I spend my time, I immediately get attracted to certain people and their stories and their energy and I say, "Oh, you have to come on my show." And I met Annie on TikTok. Yeah. And you know, I think it was was probably the black girl follow train. I'm not a black girl. We all know that. You are, but I'm like I want to always be following more black creators. And I, I think that was it. Does that sound right to you? It probably was about that time. I don't, I don't even remember because you know how these trends go on TikTok. <laughs> it's, it's in and out, in and out. I know. I love it. So I'm going to have you share kind of your story in a nutshell and we'll go from there. But you have this beautiful, your line, Natural Annie Essentials, I know it as a candle company, but do you have other products other than the candles? We started out with other products. The candle actually came on later and it was the product that stuck around the longest, but we didn't start out doing candles. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, I can't wait to unpack that. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. First of all, you were born and raised in Jamaica, yeah? Yes. Born and raised in Jamaica. I wasn't trying to I... sound Jamaican just then. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I moved here. Um, I moved here when I was 18, did college. My family, they moved here. That's how um, I kind of got here. And I did the whole school thing and then went into my corporate. I worked in my corporate job for around six years before I had my first daughter, which was where it all kind of started for me. Yeah. What was your career before you had your daughter? So in my corporate job, I worked in IT research for a company called Gartner. Uh, it, was, it was one of the, the companies I really wanted to work with while I was in college. And I was very happy that I, I landed that gig. But I did my time and I felt like it was time for me to go. <laughs> I did my time in the corporate world. I did my time in the corporate world yeah. until it was time for me to exit. Yeah, I feel that. I, well, to be fair, I've never really, for like four seconds, I worked in the corporate world and I was like, yeah, I don't really like working for people. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I mean, once you get out and you start working on your own, it's it's hard to even go. It's hard to think of going back. Absolutely. 
It is really yeah. hard because you get used to building your life on your own terms. Now, this isn't totally relevant, but I'm just curious. Did you plan to go back after your daughter was born before she was born with special needs? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually went back. Um, oh. After my daughter was born, I went back to my corporate job and I think I was there for another two years. But I was at that time working in building natural and essential and starting something until the company, they were actually moving. They offered me a very sweet package to move with them. But I felt, yep, this is it for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it ends for me. So I took you know, I took the path in building and growing natural any essentials after that. All right. Excellent. I, I love that. All right. So your your daughter has spina bifida and hydrocephalus. You guys, I had to yes. do a phonetic spelling. I was like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> do not fuck it up. How old is she now? Tiffany is now eight, mm. going nine. She'll be nine this summer, but she's doing great. She's doing well. Nothing that they had predicted or expected so that's a that's a huge blessing for us. Isn't that so fascinating? I'm so glad to hear that. It's so fascinating that hmm, there are so many other things at play, right? Between yeah. what is predicted and what can actually happen. And there are a lot of things I, I think that can sort of bend time and bend energy to to change that. Years and years ago, I worked for Special Olympics Illinois and we had they called them champions, Special Olympic athletes who would go and do mm -hmm. and speak at fundraisers. And I will never forget this one young woman. Her name was Sophia Wesolowski. And this was, this was um, close to 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. And Sophia would go in and she would say, when I was born, and she's got Down syndrome, when I was born, the doctors told my parents that I would never read and I would never write and that I probably would never walk and talk and that they should just kind of give up on me. And then she would pause. I have chills every time I tell the story. And she said, mm -hmm. uh, but doctors are human too. And sometimes they're wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. she would go into, you know, I've won 21 gold medals. Like she would go like this. And she's a badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of think maybe Tiffany's one of those little superheroes. She is. And, and we had that very similar experience. I find it so weird that they tell you right after delivery, like, why would you drop this on me right now? You know, you have to tell you don't even understand the extent of what's happening. But yeah, they said, prepare yourself for her because she, you know, with spina bifida, she may never walk and she may never speak. And the list goes on. I'm like, well, wow. You know, what a time, what a time to, to hear that. But thankfully, she has overcome so much in such a short time. And every time we look at her, we're running all over the place. We're like... Run on, girl. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you have a different perspective of rules, I think, yeah. when your child runs and you didn't think that they were going to. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So so Tiffany is born. You get all of this dropped on you. It's incredibly overwhelming. Did you immediately go into surgeries and life-saving or life-altering things with her? Yes. So the way her spina bifida showed up, she was born with like an actual opening in her back. Um, you could see her her wow. inside being exposed. So right after birth, she was rushed into surgery immediately to close the area. And then a few days in, so that was for the, the spina bifida. And a few days in, while she was you know still in the hospital, 
they did a number of tests, additional tests, and they found out due to the spina bifida, she now has um, hydrocephalus. And spina bifida is really where the spinal cord doesn't fully meet. And that sometimes causes a hydrocephalus, which is a fluid buildup. You know, the Everything is not as connected as it should be. So now there is this buildup of fluids in the brain. So now she has to do another surgery to correct that. So she sports a shunt in her brain, pretty much, that helps to drain that fluid from her brain to her stomach. And still, she still has to wear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's permanent. Permanent. Okay. I mean, it sounds like to hear you describing her, she runs around, she's a normal kid, she has all these things. And to have that, it's wild to think how capable and resilient not only all humans are, but children are. Yeah. Of course, she doesn't know anything different. This is just her life, Mm -mm. right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so at what point was it where you were like, look, Western medicine is not cutting it for Tiffany and for us? And what was that process sort of like? So once we um, once we left the, the the hospital at and at that point she had probably done four surgeries oh, within a month, wow. so she was on a lot of medication. So once we got home, her skin was now starting to break out. She had the worst, just like breakouts, on her skin. So when the medication they were prescribing wasn't helping her skin, um, I, I remember my grandparents they came to visit for her birth. And we were just like, this isn't working. So what? what's next? So I just pulled from my roots because I grew up with my grandparents in Jamaica. And for every ailment, every sickness, there was a herb or an oil that they could find to, to make things better. Mm-hmm. So I literally just pulled from my roots and I went back to essential oils. I started really looking into essential oils, the natural shea butters, the cocoa butters, and it started to blend the raw stuff together. And, and that's when we finally got some relief for her skin. And at this point, I was so deep into essential oils. I was buying my kits every month. I, at that point, I was doing um, doTERRA. Mm-hmm. And I was getting my supplies every month. I was making new products um, for the skin, for the home, because at this point, I'm freaking out. Now mm-hmm. I don't want to use anything chemical-based because she's such a delicate baby. I went and I got my certification in aromatherapy because I really wanted to know that it, I was using it correctly because although it's a natural product, you still have to use it um, how it was intended to be used. So I did my certification to get very familiar with how to use the products effectively. And during that program, they had a product formulation aspect of the program where you would learn to make your own products and what um, percentages you should be using and all that fun stuff. And I fell in love with that. I really loved creating products around the home. So I was now making so much products. I was making stuff for the skin, the home, cleaning. Had so much at that point where I was now hosting little make and take parties in my backyard. So my friends would come over and we would have baths. We would be making bath salts. We would be making soaps. We would be making body washes, all blended with these essential oils that I was getting. And I was teaching them, trying to teach them how to make these products. But they, while they loved it, they could care less for the, the formulation part. They didn't want to be <laughs> making stuff. They didn't want to be making stuff every week. But I enjoyed that piece of the pie. So I continued to do that and just sharing products with them. And a friend of mine actually, and she kept on coming back to me almost every month for a face scrub that I was making. And she said, why don't you just put a product on this and sell it? 
I'm like, you think people would really buy it? <laughs> she said, yeah, it's really good. So she encouraged me. I thought about it and I held off for a little bit because I was still working my corporate job, mm-hmm. still trying to figure out motherhood, still trying to balance, you know, balance my life, myself and my child. So I held off a little bit, but I finally gave in and opened my first Etsy shop. I think it was about late 2015. And I posted my products on there. And when strangers, total strangers started buying it, that was when I felt confident enough to, I'm like, okay, I think this is something. We could probably do something with this. So yeah, so that's how I started. I think I listed the first batch of products I did was a skincare. So I had the body butters, the body oils, the body wash, and then a face a face scrub, a face oil, and a face butter that I started out with. That sounds yummy to me. <laughs> All of it sounds really it yummy. Was, it was really good. It was really good. And the products, it was fun to make. As you're realizing, as it grows, you're like, wow, I probably should have started out with a little less Too products. Mm-hmm. So to kind of scale it back a bit. Yeah. But that's how I started. And then about a few years in, when I was finally getting the gist of running a business. Still at this point, doing it all out of my house. So at this, I was making stuff in my kitchen, my basement, my garage, my backyard, wherever I could find space in the house. That's how I would create my products and sell them on Etsy. I also did pop-up shops and, you know, markets, different events. And around late 2018 into 2019, I was doing a showdown in Brooklyn with my husband. And That day, everyone was just asking for candles in the sense of the Bath & Body products that we offered. So on our ride back home, my husband said, maybe we should look into candles. I'm like, on top of all the things that we're making right now, do you think we even have room? But I like the idea. And I started Googling it on the ride home from New York. I'm like, how do you make a candle? I bought a kit on Amazon. The kit came in and then we just started playing around with with testing um, to make a candle. So that's how candles kind of got into the mix of things. That makes sense to me. And I actually, I'm curious, I have a couple different questions. First is, do you still make all of those other products for your home just for yourself or have you moved for me, away yes. from that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I make them for home only right now. And no chemicals, right? Do you do everything naturally? All natural. And that I'm trying to keep them as a in as small batches as possible, because you, as you know, with natural products, you can't keep them too for too long. Yeah. So for the home, we make enough that we, you know, that we want to consume. That makes sense. I'm also curious about your aromatherapy certification. I did not even know that was a thing. Did you do that mm-hmm. through doTERRA? Um, no. So there was an aromatherapy school out of New York and they had a location here in Connecticut. So I found this lady who was teaching the classes and I did them through her. Okay. I love that. Now, I, it was so fun. In human design, I'm a one three. <laughs> and that just, I, so you're like, aroma there. And I was like, oh, I need to be certified in that now too, which is ridiculous because <laughs> there's too many, too many classes, too many certifications. But I'm like, I, I want to know all the things. I know. All the it's time. Hard. I use I'm a Young Living essential oil user myself. Yeah, it's very very similar to um doTERRA. Yeah, they are. Same same model. They are very similar. All right. So the consumers were asking for candles. Mm-hmm. 
and you tried it and realized that this was more sustainable, right? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you dropped everything else and you kept the candle. So one can assume that you're like, oh, I can do this. Maybe it lasts longer, right? The product lasts longer. You can mm-hmm. batch all of that fun stuff. Here's my question. Your candles smell yummy. Do they have, does an essential oil-based candle mm-hmm. have a physiological effect? I believe it does. And I think with all aromatherapy products, they have an essence of that that's, you know, naturally built in just from the, the, the plants and, you know, what they give off overall. Okay. So just the olfactory, right? Being able to smell mm-hmm. it, it then creates shift in the body. Yes. And different scents too. You'll find different scents kind of put you in different moods. Mm. And that's one of the things I really love about aromatherapy. Like you can easily draw, even if you're not using an actual product, if you were supposed to say, get a, a like an orange peel and just squeeze to get the, the zest out of it, you'll feel that refreshing, energizing vibe that you kind of get from it. And that's, essentially what they base most sense around. So if you you play around with like a citrus candle, you'll get that upbeat, vibrant feel uh, versus if you're if you're burning, say, a lavender candle that kind of puts you in a more calming and more relaxing feel. I love that. That makes sense to me. I obviously I love scents. I love essential oils. So I think that's I think that's so cool to know that a scent can have that kind of impact. It's probably not unlike I use, I diffuse oils throughout mm-hmm, my house mm-hmm. and I imagine your candles have a similar effect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you have more children, right? You've had more children? I have two, I have two girls now. Two girls. So Tiffany and Thalia. And I should note that because she, <laughs> I always get into issues with both of them. So <laughs> Tiffany is now eight. Thalia is now five going 30. Um, <laughs> That's the second child for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And she is very in tune to everything that I do. Mm. So what she, and she'll usually go on YouTube and type in natural and essentials. And she'll try to find all the interviews with her mom and she's listening. And then she'll go, mommy, you didn't say my name. <laughs> He didn't say my name on the interview. So now she's she they're they're together and they're kind of both playing slightly separate roles within the company. Now she claims to be like the shipping expert. Oh, I love her. So I have to give Miss Thalia her official title. And Thalia, she will be listening to we this. We love you. <laughs> I love when I get my packages from you. <laughs> A little extra peanuts here and there courtesy of Thalia. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I think it's great that you have the girls involved in the business. It's a very family operated yeah. business. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Majority of us. So my husband works with us. The kids are there. My mom, she heads up production. I have cousins that comes in and out as needed. Also do the candle bar where we can get into that later, but we are all family related who are running these sessions. So mm-hmm. it's super cool to be working with them and they can see like the the grit of things, not like the polished version that most people will see on the outside, but they're on the scene. They're behind the scenes doing the actual work yeah. with me. Okay. So I just think this is so cool. And for anyone who's listening, who wonders if there's a path to this, what I'm hearing you say is that your candle company, Natural Annie Essentials, is your family's bread and butter. This provides not just for your immediate family, but for other family members, like this is 
this is what creates the family income. To me, I think so many people feel like their dreams are unachievable, that it's not sustainable, that they can't take care of their family on it. And then, and then we've got you here saying this life circumstance led me down this path. And yes, this is doable. What's that like? What's that transition like from having a regular job? I assume your husband had a a corporate job or some sort of job as well. Mm -hmm. And he left that to join you. And all of a sudden you're providing for your family with this business that you created out of nothing but magic. (laughs) And some oils. And some oils. (laughs) Yeah, but your brain, right? Your brain created it. Your knowledge. And and the foundation yeah. of of this that you raised, were raised with with your grandmother, of course. But this idea to make it something yeah. that was you. It's a lot of brain work. It's being an entrepreneur is a lot of brain work, and it's and I feel like it's not something you can just easily shut off. If you're always going, ideas are always flowing. So I was just blessed and honored to have to be able to have my family do this with me to help me with the groundwork, because as you know, it's hard to balance being in the business and working on the business. Yeah. So they kind of helped me to to balance both those worlds together to make it all to make it all happen. I love that. Did they just jump in? Were they like, "Yes, Annie, let's do this. I'm in." Did you get some resistance? Um no, I, they didn't just jump in and they didn't resist either. I kind of just dropped it on them. <laughs> Guess what you're doing now. <laughs> I literally just dropped it on them. So with my family, we, we're always together. We're very tight-knit. So if I am not at my house, I'm either at my parents' house and everybody's usually at my parents' house. So when this all happened, I was um, still working. I was working in my home at the time. So... When COVID happened, we couldn't go anywhere. So at that point, my mom, she couldn't go to a regular job. My husband, he couldn't go to his regular job. So we were together. So we stuck together. And during that time, our business boomed significantly. Mm. So I, I really needed hands on deck and they were available. So they just jumped in. I said, hey, guys, I got work. Who wants in? And they jumped in. So we were in my garage until like, two o'clock in the morning, pouring candles, packing boxes. One of my cousins, he would be on the grill. He's feeding us. He would would be the chef. People are making boxes. We're just doing everything that we could to be able to fulfill these orders. Because as you know, it was a scary time. We weren't sure if we were going to go under, if we were going to be able to pull through. But I was really thankful that they were all able to jump on board with me and just help me pull through during that time. They truly made it happen. I think that is so cool. I I wonder if, I don't know if the listeners have this question. I know that I do. You know, it's one thing to create a product, to create a business. It's a whole other thing to have it explode the way that yours has. How the hell did you do that? I don't know. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, when you're in kind of that, that mode where it's do or die, you got to figure out what you want to do. You just go. I just kept on going. And I feel like that's the same thing that happened to me when we found out that Tiffany has spina bifida. It's like, what do you do now? I don't know, but you just keep going. You just keep going. And that's what we did. And luckily and thankfully, we were you know, just able to to make it work somehow. You do whatever you have to do in the moment to pull through. And that's what I did. You do whatever you have to do in the moment to pull through. I hear that. Yep. 
And I, and I get it. Was it TikTok? That, where did you do most of your marketing? So we did a lot of pop-up shops. Prior to um, COVID, it was a lot of pop-up shop. It was a lot of Instagram. It was a lot of Facebook. So that's how I, I would market you know, my product. And I also was growing my email list during that time. And word of mouth was really helpful. TikTok came in 2020. And they just popped up on my my For You page, um, you know, now how they have the what you was doing like a year ago on TikTok, mm-hmm. those highlight videos. Mm-hmm. So it popped up. So my very first TikTok was in 2020, early on when the pandemic, everything was shut down. Everybody was working from home. So that's when I started on TikTok. TikTok has really helped the business move forward, though, later on, especially when we started doing um, our candle making experiences, because I would post about it on TikTok. One of our very first um, videos went viral with the candle bar. So that has been driving a lot of business um, our way for the candle bar, too. Yeah, I just think it's wild the potential impact. And mm-hmm. you just never know, right? I, you know, I put something up nope. yesterday and I think there are seven views, seven, you guys, there mm-hmm. are like millions of people <laughs> on TikTok and seven of them saw my stupid TikTok. It's crazy. But you never know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. good or bad, right? Like you can yep. put something on and, and the haters can come out hardcore oh, and the Lord. trolls. Do you deal mm-hmm. with trolls at all? I mean, you have such a lovely natural Thankfully, product. I don't. Thankfully, I don't have a lot of that issue. I mean, I can't imagine anything you're doing could be offensive to anyone. (laughs) I'm pretty sure someone can find something. (laughs) (laughs) You know how they are on the Internet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but the most I've probably gotten like negative from feedback is why do you always say you're a black owned business? I'm like, well, because (laughs) I am. I am a black owned business. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, oh, you would get so much more if you did. I'm like, all right, calm down. Some people like knowing. Okay, some people do. So that's the most I've ever like come across. But other than that, it's it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. It's so fun. And I am of the opinion it's incredibly powerful and important to say that you're a black owned business. It's important. I say that I'm a LGBTQ woman owned business because we want folks to know, first of all, if you don't like that about me, we don't need to be friends and you don't need to buy what I sell. Like that's probably don't need my stuff. Right. I mean, (laughs) you don't want somebody (laughs) horribly racist buying your candle. Like, no, Uh, I don't want my candle in your house, yo. Um, And I personally seek out black owned businesses, women owned businesses, queer owned businesses. So you're going to get more, way more people who love you for saying that than people who don't. Some people just suck. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> can't win them all, can you? You cannot win them mm-hmm. all. So yeah, let's talk about your candle bars. That's in person. Yes. Yeah. In Connecticut? Yes. So the candle bar came about after COVID, like, like not after COVID, like mid-COVID 2020, November 2020, we got to a point where we could no longer operate out of my home. There was literally no space. So at that point, we um, we had to seek um, a studio space and we found our current studio here in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So we moved everything there. So all our operation takes place there. So in January of um, 2022, when, you know, things were starting to calm down a little bit, people were more um, open to going out again. 
wanting to do different things, something fun. We have this beautiful space. And during the week, we do all our production and shipping and everything in-house there. But it was set up in a way where it could be set up like a bar. It could be used for a bar. So that's when I said, hey, why not? Let's try this. Let's see how this would work. Let's see if, because people are always complaining that there's nothing fun and different to do in Bridgeport. (laughs) So we said, okay, let's try this. Let's see if they want something fun and different to do really in Bridgeport. I tried it and our first class in January 15, 2022, 2022, we hosted our very first sip and pour candle making experience. And we could do, at that time, we could fit only 10 spots. We said, let's start small. Let's see how this goes. And it was sold out within a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay. So they came. We had that first session. People came out. They had a blast. I'm like, all right, I guess let's leave the calendar open for, <laughs> for a little longer. Yeah. And people just kept on coming. The word was spreading. And then a TikTok blew up. So more people were coming. And we've been doing it ever since. Since then, we started out doing, we started out see, being able to see 10 guests, but the demand for it kept on growing. And now we can go up to 32 guests. So it has been a huge jump from where we started, but it's just fun. It's people making candles. They, it's BYOB. They bring their wine. They're drinking wine. If they want, they can bring food. And we see a lot of like girls night out. We sure. see a lot of birthday parties, anniversaries, date nights. And it's just something that they enjoy. And at the end, they're actually, they're not just here drinking wine, but they're actually making a product. They make a candle. They mm-hmm. make a wax. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they can feel proud knowing that, hey, they made this in a beautiful space with amazing aromas. They're meeting new people and you go home and get home in time for bed. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Early enough. You can be home by nine o'clock. And people just been loving it. And the feedback that we've been getting has been tremendous. And it's really what has kept us going. So we are just trying to keep that going, make it available for as long as the people need it. Yeah, I love it. It's a great way to utilize your space to offset yeah. probably your rent or all of that. Fun yeah, stuff. make the space work as much as it can. Yeah, that's so cool. So you started out as, and I don't say just a mom as in just a mom, but just a mom who wanted to create something to help heal your child. Mm-hmm. Um It led to this beautiful business and it's having an impact on other people's lives in really interesting ways. Does this work? Does this business, which I know is so heart-centered for you, does it feel brave to you? Yes, it does. Because I feel like at any given point, you never know when the wheels may fall off. But I, I like to think, I like to you know how they say, do it fearfully? Do it scared, yeah. Do it scared. I feel like I do everything scared, but it's important for me to at least try it. I never know, wouldn't have imagined that every weekend, you know, we're hosting sessions. I'm, I'm sharing my story or inspiring someone else who is probably just sitting there con- contemplating, you know, I want to start a business. I have no idea how to do it. I don't know if anyone running, a, you know, a successful small business, you know, just being able to inspire people like that. And I have people coming up to me at every session, you know, you know just after learning about the story, like how and, you know, and you sharing how you go about doing it. 
they leave inspired and people say, hey, you know, I finally started this. I want to do this. Can I pick your brain some more? And I'm like, sure, let's let's get together. Let's do it. And I tell them it's it's being a business owner. It's very uncomfortable. And people say all the time, oh, you're so um, you're such an extrovert. I'm like, no, I'm not an extrovert. I am <laughs> not an extrovert. Yeah. I am top tier introvert here. Um, but you learn <laughs> you learn to just work through it. You learn to work through it, do it scared, and figure it out along the way. Because I feel like nobody has a set roadmap to operating or having a successful business. Everyone's path is gonna be very different. But just embrace whatever your path, you know, whatever path you're on and follow it. Just follow it and it will feel right to you. When it's right, you'll feel it. When it's wrong, you'll feel that too. So really go with your gut, stay consistent, and things will somehow fall into place. We don't always know how, but somehow. Mm, yes, I love that. My book is it's called Fuck Fearless. Like I am all about doing it scared, <laughs> I, embracing bravery. I always say fear either owns you or empowers you. Mm-hmm. And you get to decide, right? And that's exactly yeah. what you're out here doing. And I love that you're helping other people do that. And I especially yeah. love you just said no one has a set roadmap to success because we think we can get that. You can buy this download or you can attend this webinar. Or you can go to this class yeah. and it's going to tell you step by step. But the, we're all Mm-mm. different with different needs, different businesses, different families. Yeah. And you have to build it your own way. If you're waiting for somebody to tell you how to do it. You're going to yeah. wait a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no straight path. And, and I'm glad you said that because a lot of people do think they can just buy an ebook and figure this thing out. You mm-hmm. have to actually do the work. You have to fail a million times, you know, before. And what works for me very well may not work for you. But I could tell you what I could show you what I have done and what have worked for me. But you still have to embark on your own journey and figure out what works for you, what your style is, and and take it from there. Mm-hmm. Mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is amazing. I'm curious because this work is all consuming and being a parent is all consuming. And sometimes mm-hmm. just being a human is all consuming and I'm wondering, how do you take care of Annie? So I have one day of, out of the week that I reserve for myself. I'll do nothing. That's my Sundays. I am not replying to anyone's email on Sundays. I am not. It's just me. That's my day. Yeah. And I'll. how do I relax? I'll leave the house. I'll take a trip to my mom's house where I just chill. Or I'll just go shopping. Or I'll just go do my nails for the day. Every morning, I like to set aside my mornings for just me. It's it's one of my most productive times. I mean, I'm usually up around either 4.30 or Ooh. 5. And I'll just come downstairs, light a candle. I have my... I listen to Enya in the morning. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of her, but it's a re- listen to Enya in the morning or some waterfall. And I'll just sit here. Mm. I'm not necessarily doing emails. I'm not necessarily working. But I'll just sit in this space with my plants and I'll just relax until I hear the footsteps coming downstairs and I know that's when it's over. But at least I know that is my time 
this is my space. This is when I get to think. This is where I get to to consider things that I want to do or reflect on things that I've done. How do I want to move better or, and just relax until the kids kind of break that apart. Yeah. Then I know it's, hello, time for the day this. to begin. Yeah. But that's kind of how I try to to stay um, together up here because we mm. need it. You, you're always going. I feel like we're always going. So there has to be some kind of pause for me to stay sane, to do the things that I do. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Time for yourself, intentional, quiet, yes. rest. You're you're burning the candle, right? You're getting the scent, you're getting the sound, mm-hmm, you're hearing, you're mm-hmm. feeling, you're experiencing. I think it takes a lot of discipline to do that and not do something else, to not look at your phone, to not scroll on the internet. I may scroll. <laughs> With intention, though. There you go. With intention. How else am I going to see what's trending? There you go. <laughs> I love that. I love that quiet time. This feels like a great lead-in, though. All of this, having this beautiful business, your thriving family, uh, just the joy you bring out into the world, all of that is worth celebrating. How do you like to celebrate? I am very chill. For me, a celebration... Like if I'm celebrating a win, it's going to be a meet a night by myself. And I wait until the kids are gone to bed with a glass of wine. And I'll just binge watch a show. And that really helps me because I'm not thinking about other things in that moment. This is just me right here. And I enjoy doing that. Or I'll do an occasional brunch out with my girls and just see what's out there. Enjoy life, yeah. you know? But yeah, me, I, I typically keep it simple. I think that's great. <laughs> Quiet time, a thing that relaxes you. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful way to celebrate. I always love that question. I love hearing everybody's answers. Sometimes I get folks who go, I don't do that enough. And that's that's why I have this section in the show. Yep. It's so important to recognize that there's that there are things worth celebrating. And the more we yeah. celebrate, the more we have to celebrate because all of a sudden we're shifting our awareness, right? And we True. see more things happening that are working around us. It's so easy to zero in on what's not working. We have oh, to be really God, intentional. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You really do. Mm, I love that. And I am so excited to ask you, what is your favorite charitable organization to support? So there's this group, the Ronald McDonald House, and I chose them and I've worked with them a great deal in the past. When we were in the hospital with Tiffany, they were the organization that housed us for a number of weeks free of charge. They provided meals, a place to stay that was right next to the hospital so we didn't have to drive all the way home every single day. So it was important to me when after we left and settled to go back and just offer my time. Um, so what I did, and the last time I, it, it was a, about a few years ago that I did an event there and I brought in my essential oils because it's all parents mm-hmm. um, there who are staying over because their kids are in the NICU at that point. So just go in with my essential oils. I have my diffusers going and people are just smelling oils and, you know, getting familiar uh, with different scents and how it can help them to relax or keep them calm. And that was very fun. And it was very good to see how yeah. people, they just the gratitude. And I remember feeling that same way, too, when we stayed there. We would just have people coming in, volunteering their time, sitting with you, just chatting with you, because it, it can, it's very rough. Yeah. 
having to be there, not knowing what to expect when you go back to that hospital, what news you may get. And for everybody, it's so different. So being able to do that was really, was really fun and really um, rewarding for me, fulfilling. Mm. I love that. They're a great organization. We've done some work with them as well. And mm-hmm. so I love that. You guys, listen, you know the drill. Um, give them whatever support you can, whether that's just social media yep. likes, share if you have time, if you have money, whatever it is, we really have to come together as a global community yeah. to make our worlds better. If we don't do it, it doesn't happen. So thank you so much for sharing them with us, Annie. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I know everybody wants to try your candles and they want to follow you on TikTok and they want to do all the things. So how can folks connect with you? So we are, our website is naturalanniesentials.com and we're very active on TikTok and Instagram. And on those socials, you're really just showing a lot of the behind the scenes. So you'll probably, my mom is a very popular one on our TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> Everybody loves her. She's always doing some crazy stuff in the studio while she's making candles. So yeah, we share a lot of that behind the scenes, the good and the bad, because I feel like it's very important to let people see that it's not always just fun and games running a small business. It's more you know, hard work, cry, sweat, and tears, you know, more than it is the glitz and the glam that you probably see on like a website. But we have fun doing what we do. We have fun doing what we do. And the studio space is beautiful. So people love seeing it. So yeah, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Natural Annie Essentials. Awesome. Well, you guys go and check it out. And I will say you have such a great marketing backend system. Like, once you get on that email list, you get text messages, which is awesome. And I, I love, I'm like, ooh, there's 10% off, there's 20%. <laughs> I overbuy when that happens. It's a problem. I mean, that's why you do it. I know. It's really smart. It works. <laughs> it works. It's so, everybody, nobody wants to check their emails anymore. It's all about text yeah. marketing. But then you still don't want to clog people's phones with all these texts either. I know. I think you have so, strike a nice balance. That is an important thing as a business owner to think about. You yeah. want to be in people's minds, but you don't want to... Mm-hmm take up too much space and overwhelm no yeah i don't want to be that brand where you pick up your phone i'm like oh my god another one let me block her yeah absolutely (laughs) i think that that balance is necessary oh annie this was so much fun thank you for making time to be here on the brave files and to share your story uh you're just you're just a lovely energetic human i'm so grateful thank you thank you so much it was a pleasure and I'll see you on the social. You sure you will. Dancing on TikTok. <laughs> We're doing something. <laughs> We're going to do all the things. Thank doing you. Thank you. Thank you. Things. Yes, it was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness, folks. I enjoyed that so much. I just, Annie is so filled with love and light and positivity, but also, you know, she sprinkled in a lot of honesty about what it's like to live this life, this entrepreneur life managing all of that. She had some really great tips there at the end about how she takes care of herself, giving herself quiet time. I love that she celebrates by just being alone. That is right up my alley. That's the introvert in her showing up. Uh, I feel that completely. It was a really lovely conversation. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. If you want to share that with me, you can email me, heather at vickeryandco.com, or you can leave a comment on Instagram, the tag on Instagram is at the Brave Files. Please be sure to let us know what you think. 
I hope that if you haven't already, you will subscribe or follow whatever is on your favorite podcast listening platform and write us a review. It really makes a difference. Not only does it help people find the show, it also just lets me know that you like the work and the effort that we are putting out there for you. If you enjoy the free content that I put out, whether it's the Brave Files podcast that you're listening to right now, my sister podcast, Was It Chance, that I co-host with my wonderful friend, Alan Seals. That's the podcast about taking intentional risk for creative success. We have such a good time over there. Or my weekly live show, Brave in Action. You can say thanks. You can put a little money in the tip jar by visiting vickeryandco.com slash say thanks. Whatever amount you want to, basically you can buy my coffee for the week. It just lets me know that this free content we're putting out is really resonating with you. It lights you up. It brings you some inspiration, some joy, maybe a moment to relax or to get inspired, whatever it is. Thank you so much for being here. I will connect with you again next week with a brand new episode. If you haven't figured it out, we alternate weeks. One week you get a Brave Files episode and the following week you get a Was It Chance episode. That means every single week you get to hear brand new content from me along with the Brave in Action live show. I will talk to you all then. Between now and then, this is Heather Vickery, and I hope that you always go out and choose bravely. Bye now. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories of people living courageously. Visit us at thebravefilespodcast.com to learn more about the show, find our show notes, and access full episode transcripts. And we'd love to know what you think of the show. We invite you to connect with us via Instagram and send a DM. You'll find us at The Brave Files Podcast on Instagram. Our music was created and produced in a custom collaboration with Matt Lewis from ML Creative Consulting a boutique firm dedicated to helping clients identify their unique sound and amplify their brand with custom-delivered soundtracks. Special thanks to everyone on Team Brave, from our audio engineer to our producers, associate producers, copy editors, writers, and support team. The show wouldn't exist without them, and we are eternally grateful. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in.